Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver. And I am um, currently two days out from my 41st birthday. So Sarah, I'm expecting a large gift to arrive from you via FedEx any day now, right? (laughs) Oh, I was having, I'm going to have the UPS guy walk it in, deliver it, and then maybe do a little striptease number for you. You're good with that? Yeah, actually, I was thinking that I was going to get like a Lexus with a big bow on top in my driveway from you. Right? <laughs> I'm driving there right now. I'm recording this on the on my <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you know, so birthdays kind of come and go as you as you age as you inch up. But um, one of the things that I always think about on my birthday is um, how this whole party basically started. Not on my birthday, but what happened was we got an assignment for runner's world back in, um, 2007 to run the Nike women's marathon. And, um, and, and along with that, we got a feature that we were going to talk about our training and kind of how we fit it in and then the race itself. Um, and then we also were the marathon moms on a blog on runner's world. Um, like I said, back in 2007. And I remember my first post was, um, on my birthday Mm. and uh, I was up in Boulder I was on a media event thing and I went running in Chautauqua National Park, which are these awesome trails. Um, but there's a couple hills and I just remember feeling like I remember it was a 45 minute run and, you know, I already had like those like, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to go 26 miles? You know, because <laughs> Ben was, um, I guess, 11 months at the time and I was coming back from you know, having him and just dealing with life and stuff. And I, and I don't think I'd made a lot of time for running at that point. You know, I gotta say that that's what I remember when, uh, because not that I'm sort of always marathon ready by any means, but I, I think I underestimated the base that you maintained with running so that I, I guess I'm kind of always in a state where I could probably go out and run a half marathon if I had to. And I remember when we started that, I was kind of like, what do you mean? Like you haven't been running regularly. I don't understand. Does not compute. (laughs) Yeah. Because you wanted, you wanted six, did you train for six months for that marathon? I did. I mean, what, I mean, I started in May and and that'd be five months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Five and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, I needed a I needed a lot of time um, mm-hmm. because I was just nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And uh, and all I remember is <laughs> I remember that my last line, you know, I kind of like to to have some zingers for last lines when I write. And I just remembered that like, OK, like I, my pace wasn't good. This wasn't good. You know, I felt like crap. Um, excuse me. I didn't feel very good. And uh, but I looked down at my watch and I had burned, you know, say 500 calories. And I was like, okay, that's good enough for a big slab of chocolate cake. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'll take it, you know, kind of thing. So are you, are you going to have a big slab of chocolate cake on your birthday? Oh, you betcha. You betcha. I mean, if nothing else, I've got a Whole Foods right around the corner. And, you know, I don't know if you ever peruse their cake section. Um, but um, but they have some very generous slices, you mm. know. Uh, I mean, we're going to go out to dinner with friends on Friday night. Like, worst case scenario is I'll buy myself a nice slab of carrot cake. Um, the thing about it is, is, is I celebrated with my family, um, like my mom and my sisters and stuff, this past weekend. And, and I did have some very lovely cupcakes and ice cream up there. So I don't feel um, 
like I'm being deprived. Your kids don't clamor for you to have a cake? Uh, not really. No. I mean, you know, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Mm. We haven't really gotten that far. We're just on Wednesday. <laughs> My birthday's Friday. Like <laughs> we take it day by day around you right now. So, um, see, cause if we, if we had a birthday in our house that didn't get a cake, my kids would like stage a strike. They just, it, they have to, they just have to have a cake for the birthday. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I completely empathize with them, you know, and I would, I, you know, I create a cake for everybody else in the house, but you know, like I said, marriage is give and take. And sometimes I just have to like pick my battles, you know? See, cause I, I bake my own birthday cake. Um, cause, cause I like there my, I love the cake that I have a standard cake that I bake from scratch for everybody's birthday and it can be morphed into cupcakes, but I think it's better as a cake. And so I'm just like, all right, it's another birthday in our house. And regardless of the fact that it's my own, I'm baking the cake. So, yeah. Yeah. And I might do that. You never know. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, I've got 48 hours to figure it out. So, okay. So how we'll about, see. how about in the Lexus that I drive out there? I'll bring the cake out in it too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Stop at really fancy bakery i like chocolate with anyway yeah, and i'll have some so, dry ice um, in it yeah perfect perfect so we are very excited to have this guest today uh her name is meredith atwood and she and i will be taking on iron man Lane in just a number of weeks so thanks for joining us meredith atwood aka at swim bike mom um we're happy to have you on well thank you i'm glad to be on good good yeah. So, so you ladies, both of you training for Ironman Coeur d'Alene on June 23rd. And as we record this, you have, you both have less than eight weeks to race day. So Meredith, how is training going? Training is going, I think, as everyone warned me it would. I have days where it feels awesome and I have on my superwoman cape and then other days I'm huddled in the corner weeping. So I think I'm on track. <laughs> you you had a couple issues with your hip. I mean, tell us a little bit about that and, and what you're doing. Yeah, um, I was out. I headed out for a 13-mile run and around miles. I've always had trouble with my hips. They just, they don't like me. And about <laughs> three weeks ago, I headed out for a long run. And about mile three, my feet just about went out from under me and had terrible pain in the hip. And so I went through the MRI process and the orthopedic surgeon and all that. And, um, I've actually got a structural problem. I've got what's called a retroversion of the hips, meaning, um, I will never be a great runner. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have an excuse. We just, we, right. we just have to say we kind of semi suck. <laughs> I'm going to have t-shirts printed. This is really what's wrong with me. It's my hips. It's not my running, but, um, I got cleared to do the race. And after that, we're going to regroup and see how I can continue to run. But so far so good. I, I'm introducing running back a little bit slowly and spending a lot of time on the elliptical. So I was about to say you had some monster elliptical sessions, right? Yes. Yes. Lots of elliptical. Oh, so how do you make the elliptical hard enough? Like, I just find, you know, that it's, I don't know, it's kind of a Namsy, the way I do it is Namsy Pansy. Well, if you find the hill profile and really rack up that level, you look like a maniac, but it, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and what about how do you keep yourself entertained? I mean, are you, do you have like playlists? Do you listen to our podcast? Do you listen to books on tape? What do you do? All of it. I mean, I, I love music and I also you know, surf the web a little bit while I'm doing it. But I, I just kind of embrace the boredom because really it's the only time that's quiet. <laughs> I don't mind it. So, so zooming back a little bit from Iron Man, I mean, so you, 
um, went in less than three years, you have gone from a person who had only done a few 5k races to someone who is going to complete an Ironman. I mean, talk us to that progression, both mentally and physically. I mean, how did you, how did you get from here to there? And can can I interject for one second in case somebody who's listening doesn't know exactly why Ironman is so big. It's, um, a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike, and then a marathon length run. So just so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, my heart stopped a little when you went through the numbers. I think it happens every time. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, when I when I started this, it it just came from kind of a place of personal suffering. I mean, that's, it sounds very dramatic, but I mean, I had two very young kids and I was working full time and commuting and doing, you know, just living the dream. And I just didn't recognize myself and I had put on a ton of weight when I gave birth to my daughter. Um, my second child, I was 280 pounds. So Mm. just to give you some perspective, it wasn't a happy thing. Um, so I just, you know, I felt really alone and I found my way to a gym and it all started with this amazing spinning class. And, um, my now coach was actually teaching the spinning class. And after a, a year or so of spinning, he actually looked me dead in the eye and said, you know, you could do a triathlon. And I, you know, I, thought he was absolutely out of his mind but just him saying that it gave me this kind of weird strange permission to to try something that was totally out of the ordinary even at that time I guess I was about 235 pounds and I just began swimming and flailing in the pool you know the first time I got in the pool I made it about halfway down the lane and thought what the heck you know I I used to swim when I was a kid what is going on here this is tragic and the run was no better. And, but little by little, you just, I don't know, something in me just wanted to do this first triathlon and I did my first one and man, you just get hooked. That feeling of crossing the finish line for the first time and doing three sports. I mean, when I couldn't even do one before, it's just, there's something about triathlon that really just resonated with me. And so, And I love in your book, um, so your book is um, Triathlon for Every Woman. You can, be the tri- you can be a triathlete, yes, you. Because in addition to still being a full-time attorney and um, having two children and training for an Ironman, you decided to, to write a book in the meantime. <laughs> like, holy cow, lady. Um, so anyway, but I, I liked how you wrote about how, like, you didn't say, I'm going to do a triathlon. You said, I am a triathlete. Like, you owned that from the beginning right. where – we have a lot of women that have a hard time saying I am a runner, but instead right. I run or I did a 5k. And it's like, no, you are something you are. You are this motion. You are the essence of this sport. So own it. I mean, how did, was that a hard thing for you to say or believe? Well, it was, yeah. I mean, I think it was weird. That was kind of where it started for me. I just decided that I really liked this strange group of people that went out and wore spandex and then, <laughs> and then got off out of the water and got on a bike completely wet. And I just thought it was the craziest thing. And, and I thought I wanted, I want to be like them. I want to be a triathlete. I don't want to just go do the motion. I want to, to join this group of crazy people. They look so happy being ridiculous. And, um, and it didn't occur to me, I think right then that that was the thing that, that changed my way of thinking. But as I got further down the process, I realized, you know, deciding to become a triathlete, deciding to become a runner, um, those are, those are labels that have positive associations. And and we, as women sometimes just downgrade our accomplishments, you know, we go, Oh, it's, it's just a 5k or it's just a sprint triathlon. And I think when you own it and you say, you know, I am a runner, I'm a triathlete, you, 
you gain a sense of self and it's empowering. And, and that's, that's where it started. I, I needed some power at that point in my life. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah. So you self-generated. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I really respect that. I, that, that really struck a chord with me. Yeah. And I love your message that triathlon can be a sport for every woman, but then like, what do you tell the, you know, woman that when you say that to her, you know, the, the look in her eyes, you know, shoots panic when you say, what, I'm going to be surrounded by people while wearing a swimsuit or, or I'm going to ride a bike and not fall over or not get knocked over. You know, like, how do you calm that fear? I mean, I, I just always look at them and I, I do the same thing that my coach did to me way back in 2009. He, he just put his hands on my my shoulders and he said you can do this you can be a triathlete and the biggest thing step one is just getting over the fear of what you look like you, you can't care about what you look like because we all look ridiculous out there let me inter- interrupt you for one second yeah. i mean i was i was going on a bike ride uh on saturday and i was finishing up and um coming off this path and i passed these two male triathletes who, you know, together had 7% body fat. I mean, they were very, very fit and fast, but they're wearing these unisuits that I am sorry, look nice on nobody. And especially on like a very skinny man where you kind of, it's TMI, TMI, you know, I'm like, what, you can't just wear like normal shorts. Like what's, what's up with that? So, so that's just your point. Like, yes, we all look really ridiculous out there. And sometimes even the, the most fit look the most ridiculous, at least yeah. like we, we who are a little more self-conscious might look in the mirror for a few minutes and decide that, oh, this is actually see-through. Maybe I won't wear it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, you have to come to, and for me, I had to come to a place in my, in my mind that just said, I need to do this for me and forget all of the crazy looks or, you know, and I, I think a lot of times the crazy looks are more, they're not there. We, we see them because we think, you know, we're reflecting what we kind of feel inside and you, you just really have to not care and, and do it for you. And, and it is scary, but once you do it, I mean, I tell you, you cross that first finish line and you change, you're a different person. That's awesome. So, um, so your mantra, just keep moving forward. Um, yes. I mean, is that, is, has it morphed at all? Or are you, or is that, or is that still, which is a great mantra? Have you changed it at all or? <laughs> No, I mean, it's still, I say it around the house. My husband rolls his eyes at me. I mean, it's so much like a joke now, you know, we're like, well, this budget isn't going well this month. And he'll say, well, just keep moving forward. You know, it's kind of a joke now, but I mean, in a race, you, you know, I've only done half, I say only, only done half Ironmans, which is ridiculous in its own sense, but to, to know that you have so many miles to go. And I always just say, just keep moving forward, just keep moving forward, because as long as you're going forward, no matter how you're getting there, it's better than where you come from, you know, and it's, it's, all, it's constant growth. So it's, it really is my mantra. Just just keep going. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, sort of talking about where you where you were. Um, let's go back to the, the weight loss. I mean, um, you've lost how many pounds? And, and was that all from exercise? Or do you tweak your diet for weight loss well, while and, training? I mean, or? It's kind of funny because I'm still a big girl. You know, I just had a huge breakthrough. I, I busted the 200 on the scale um, just just recently, like four days ago. So oh, I'm congratulations. 198.9. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But, I mean, it's, it's always a struggle for me. And it is, it's taken me almost this three years of tri training to realize that it really is about the nutrition. Like, you cannot exercise away 
McDonald's and crappy food. And I, I finally am getting that in my head. And, but yeah, when I, when I gave birth to Stella, the, it was 280 pounds and that was just ridiculous. And then after she was born, you know, I thought maybe I'd lost 40, but I got on the scale and apparently a newborn doesn't weigh 40 pounds <laughs> because there was still a lot left over. But just, you know, starting off and, and training, it, it helps because, you know, you start to be more cognizant of what you put in your body. And I'm and I'm no portrait of nutritional health, that's for sure. But I think that's why. Um... Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Um, a lot of what I do resonates with people because they, they see me putting on spandex and, and I get emails from people saying, oh, you don't understand. I weigh 200 pounds. And I'm like, hey, sorry, sister. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> nice try, but I'm, I'm doing it too. But, it, you know, every day, is, every day is a struggle and it's all about choices. And my coach just recently told me, you know, keep a food journal of your good choices not your bad ones. And mm. I found that when I write down the good things I do, that I want to continue writing down things. And where if I log everything I put in my mouth, I I don't know. It, that's really resonated with me is, is keeping the positive choices, keeping record of those. It seems like I'm, I'm doing better with that than focusing. Because I tend to beat myself up. So if I see the Oreo cookies on my log, I just keep going back to it and saying, stupid, stupid. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah really smart thing well and the other thing too I mean I just want to acknowledge that you are a really good athlete I mean you were like a junior Olympic weightlifter weren't you I mean that was I know. a long time ago yeah <laughs> I know but but that, that's just the point like you know and I'm not saying that that you know you you know but you have a body type that is built for strength 
You know, I mean, I have a body type that's built for basketball, like, and mm. that neither one of them are necessarily built for triathlon, right? right. I mean, so, that's I mean, it's, the truth. it's really like, you know, I mean, so like the idea that we're both out there like doing it and, um, and, and, you know, representing what is not the stereotypical runner slash triathlete, I think is, is really good. And I mean, the, the weight thing, I mean, I still feel, you know, I mean, I, I put it out to our Facebook book, Facebook group, should I register for Athena? Because I just feel like it's this mark of like, you know, oh, I'm just saying that I'm not, I'll never be as fast as those guys are, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know. I mean, you know, I did it because I'm owning it and, you know, I, I will never be as fast as they are. So I might as well try and see if I could, you know, be fast among the big girls. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, I just want to recognize like everybody has a body type that may not necessarily be right for, for running or triathlon or whatever, but that doesn't mean that you don't, you don't get to try it and you don't get to like, right. Exactly. I mean, and, and triathlon is an endurance sport, obviously, and weightlifting. I mean, where I came from, there was absolutely no endurance necessary. I mean, we never even in our training, we never even rode a stationary bike. I mean, it was walk into the gym and throw a bunch of, you know, plates around and then leave. And so running was completely foreign to me (laughs) completely. So you can start from anywhere. Yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. And and actually, I mean, I want to talk about your book a little bit. And um, I mean, I have uh, opened to page 143. I I dog-eared it, of course, because um, you you put, you have it kind of highlighted. Even if you want to cry every single morning because of the shape you're in, you must start somewhere. And today is the day to run. And I just, I love that because I do feel like we all kind of wait for the seas to part. And I mean, I know even with my Ironman, I was like, oh, I'll do it when Ben's in kindergarten. Okay, I'll do it when you know, this happens and that happens. It's like, you know what? There's never going to be a time where like eight months are going to magically open up and I can do this. Like you've got to make it work. And I imagine just, you know, scaling that back a little bit to the running thing. I mean, talk about that, like how you just kind of say, I'm going to do it today. Well, and, and a big part of this for me started, I picked up the book, Slow Fat Triathlete, which I thought was kind of a fitting, fitting title for a book for me to read. And this was back in the day. And one of the things in there was, you know, don't care about what you look like and start now. And that really resonated with me because I'd always been waiting, you know, well, when I lose this weight, then I'll go to the gym. When I, when I, when the kids get older, then maybe I'll join a gym. You know, it was always an excuse. And, and the first time I just decided now was the time that that's what makes the difference. Like you got to go now there's, you got one life, you don't know how long it's going to be and you can't wait for the changes because the changes are going to come. Like you, you start running, you start biking, you're going to change. And, and so that's just really an important point for me is you got to go now, no matter what you look like, no matter how rotten you feel, no matter how many buttheads you have living in your house with you. Cause I mean, a lot of these women I talk to their, you know, their spouses or their parents are just awful. Mm-hmm. And they're unsupportive and they hide and they eat and they, they, they have no self-confidence because of the people around them. And I actually have a section in the book called how to get it done with your non-supportive butthead spouse. <laughs> Can I just say, I love, I love the term butthead and it was my key phrase in high school. And so I'm really pleased that you're bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, it's coming back. Let's but, bring butthead back. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get this on, on t-shirts too, but yeah, you just got to go now, no matter what your situation, no matter what your weight, no matter what you look like, just go, 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 go. Yeah. So, but go, 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 you, you're still a litigation attorney. And so, uh, you know, every job is, is a big, big time job, but I mean, that one seems maybe perhaps bigger than the rest. I mean, how, how do you juggle your, your IM training and, you know, how do you make all the pieces fit? 
Yeah. Well, I, I litigated until last year. I'm not, I'm still an attorney, but I'm out of the courtroom, which is, which is definitely a, a bit of a step back. Um, but you know, when I was in the thick of it and I had a two year old and a one year old, I just woke up at the crack of dawn. I was very tired and I just, I never sat down and I, I didn't relax. And that's just the cold, hard truth. And I think no matter where you are as a woman, you're doing that, <laughs> whether you're staying at home, whether you, you know, we're, we're all busy and you just got to find the time. And I did, I, I squeezed my, my precious time between, you know, four thirty in the morning and six. And I still do that. That's still my, my good time early morning. What's your Dimity uh, on Saturday? She had to, was it Dimity had to ride for like 50 miles and then run for 50 minutes and then ride another 50 ish. So or a hundred total, right? Dim around of, there. Yeah. Riding. Yeah. And so, so I mean, what's Meredith, what's been your, the, the workout that really stands out most in your mind in terms of like volume or, or challenge? Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't been able to, to run full fledged, but my coach has been absolutely killing me on the bike. Um, two weekends ago I did a hundred miles on a Saturday and then the next morning got up and swam 2.4 and then got another three hours in. But this, this past weekend, then three, three miles and then three hours on the bike again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so stupid. But, <laughs> but this past weekend we had terrible weather. So I actually ended up on the bike trainer over Saturday and Sunday for eight and a half hours. And Ooh. that was just misery. I mean, but you know, it's, it's training and it made me mentally stronger. I'm definitely stronger because of it. So, well, and wait, are you telling me that during those eight and a half hours, you didn't watch, you know, Friday night lights or something on Netflix? Oh yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I, there were movies and there were, yeah, there was, and I got off. I didn't obviously stay on there the whole time, but you know, yeah, I was on there a while. <laughs> you do it and you, you ride your bike in your bedroom, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing a picture of that maybe on your blog or something, but I was just like, wow, that's like, you know, cause they say, don't bring your work into the bedroom. Like don't bring your computer there. Like what do you do with the bike in there, friend? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it there. I mean, I get up in the middle of the night and it's there and I, I know it's waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear it like breathing kind of like, <sighs> it does. It, it talks to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so, so tell us about your book a little bit. Tell us, I mean, what is the reaction? But I know that on our, on our Facebook page and on our blog and stuff, people have really said it resonated and, um, and really liked it and liked your tone and your attitude as we do too. I mean, um, what's, what's been the experience of publishing a book? Well, it, I mean, it was, it was a great experience. I had to, I had to get it out of me. It's because there was a lot of triathlon books on the market, but I felt like, I had read them all and none of them really answered a lot of the questions I had when I was starting out. And so I thought, well, I've been through this. I like to write. I'm just going to write the book I wish I had. And Mm. so, um, that's how I started out. I kind of told my story and then I enlisted some real experts some people that actually knew what they were talking about as far as technique and coaching and training. And and they helped me out with the swim, bike, run section, mental toughness, nutrition. And then it's, like part one is kind of take you from the couch to the finish line and everything you need to know from what to wear and what to put, you know, on your parts in your bike shorts. <laughs> I mean, it's all there. <laughs> and then, you know, the second part is just kind of a memoir style um, of my year from this, the couch to the my first half Ironman. So, but it's been, it's been a great experience and it's, it's I've heard a lot of really great you know, emails and comments from people. So, you know, if I can help one or two people out there, it's, it's, it's worth it to me. So I, I think it's been a good experience. Nice. 
And so you have um, you have a coach. You um, the as I now understand, yep. your former spinning instructor, and so uh, you call him Coach Monster. And, coach um, Monster. Yeah. Have you um, have you had him be your coach for long? And like, how does the coaching relationship work? Is it online? Is it in person? Is it expensive? Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> um, I actually, so I did my first triathlon in October of 2010, and then I decided I wanted to do an Olympic distance race, which is almost a mile swim. Um, I think it was 24 on the bike and then a 10K run. And I didn't think I could do that without some guidance. And so um, I asked, his name's Jerry Halfman. He's Coach Monster. Um I asked him if he would coach me because he's, he's a triathlon coach and he's in multiple Ironman and he would, and, and it's not cheap, but he's worth every dime. And, and I think that having a coach is just an invaluable part of training. If you can afford it and not everyone's expensive. I mean, there's, there's reasonable coaches out there, but he, you know, he went with me to my first open water swim and mm. he, he puts up with my delusions, like, especially right now, gosh, you know, I, email him in the middle of the night. I can't do this race. Why am I doing Iron Man? I don't know. And he calls me and texts me and, you know, brings me back to reality. But the coach relationship, I mean, it, it's the athlete coach relationship is a relationship and you got to have a coach that fits you personality wise. I mean, a lot of people have coaches that are there again, buttheads to them. And I, I don't know who, who wants to put up with that, but having someone that can kind of guide you and, and let you know where you need to be and what's normal and it's okay to feel like a crazy person. You know, I, I think it's, it's really helped me. I don't think I could do it without him. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I almost, I have a coach as well. And I almost think, you know, like it's, yes, the workouts definitely help obviously setting them. Cause I would never challenge myself the way that <laughs> she challenges me, but, but it's, it's, it's the, actually the other side, like, I just like, you know, um, I can't remember what I was talking about one day with her, but I was just like, I am just like, so tired and so angry and like, you know, I can't really get a grip on it, you know? And she said, that's totally normal. You know, mm-hmm. she said that, that she's like that, that I have friends that, you know, whose spouses won't let them do one Ironman every other year because it's just the Ironman crazies come in, you know? And you just, right. you know, it's like, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, even this morning I'm walking around the grocery store and I just feel nauseous. Like, I just like, <laughs> You know, like, I don't know if it's nauseous because I'm hungry. I'm not, you know, or if I'm like worried about the workouts that I need to do or whatever it is, but it's like, I just do not feel like myself at all. And, um, I think having a coach just letting you know that that's okay. And that's normal. Like for some reason that makes me feel better, you know, there's strength in numbers, right? Well, and he he tells me, he's like, you know, this, if this was easy, if training for an Ironman was easy, they'd call it practicing law. (laughs) That's what he tells me. So Dimity has said often that this is her, not only her first Ironman, but it's going to be her only Ironman. So Meredith, do you, do you toe that same line or you think? Yes, you... that is, this is my first and last. <laughs> I'm with her on that for sure. Right, well, I mean, except for if we snag our age group Kona spots, right, Meredith? Oh, right, 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 right. It's likely going to happen. So if, if we qualify for Hawaii, we'll go there together, you know, and it's a, it's a 50-50 chance for both of us, I'd it's say. It's really close. It's going to be close for sure. <laughs> Well, and especially like since I've found out about this hip condition I have, um, it, it makes this Ironman that much more sweeter, I mean, and scarier, but I don't know how long I'll be able to, my body will be able to take 26.2, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to do half Ironmans. I think I'll always be able to run 
you know, sprints and that kind of thing. So this is important. And my whole family's coming out. I'm dragging the kids. It'll be the first time the kids actually see me at an event. They haven't been to any, if you can believe it. Wow. Wow. (laughs) They're little, they're little, so they would, I didn't want to make my husband drag them and, you know, but anyway, so yeah, I think the timing's right there. The kids are small enough. And so first and last probably. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what is, what's your, do you have a time goal? Well, before I was hoping like a 1530 before when I could still run really well and well, as well as I could, but, um, you know, and now it's just a finish. I just want to have a good, strong swim and bike and buy enough time that if I have to, I can walk the marathon because that's kind of where I'm at and you got to go with what you have. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see you out there. We got to have, I will obviously I'll, I'll connect with you before we, before we actually, you know, jump in the water, but Right. You're going to be my cheering squad friend. So, um, I mean, I'm having my husband there, but not my kids. But um, but that's how I am kind of excited to have a, a looping kind of course, at least on yes. a run. So we've there a couple of times. It's going to be awesome. We're going to do great. We're going to do story. awesome. I know we sound very dour about it. We chose to do this. It is a great celebration. And not everyone gets to do right. this. And even if you're hit wines the whole way, it doesn't matter. Like you're doing an Ironman CDA, man. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Meredith. It was really fun talking with you. Well, thank you. I love you guys. Okay. (laughs) You too. Take care. So yeah, I feel like we kind of got a little like intimidated by the distance. All of a sudden we're like, and like the mood just kind of like our bubble got popped. So again, we are, I mean, I, I'm, I'm so excited that she's doing that first of all, or doing it with me. And I've got a couple other pals out there too. And I mean, really that's, that's going to be so helpful and make it so fun. So we'll, we'll make sure and take lots of pictures. Um, the weightlifter and the basketball player. Um, <laughs> right. so, so you can find Miss Meredith, who is awesome. And, and she does, she, she's got a great sense of humor and is a great writer. Um, you can find her at swimbikemom.com. And the name of her book is available on Amazon. It's called Triathlon for the Every Woman. You can be a triathlete. Yes, you. Very good. And you can find us on our Facebook page, Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at the Mother Runner. Our books also available on Amazon.com are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother. I guess if you bought all three, then you'd get like qualify for free shipping, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> perfect. A trifecta. Always looking to save a couple pennies around here. <laughs> right. It's all about that. So um, thanks. And no matter how far you're going, many happy miles. <laughs>